Hey, it's Lisa Kordoff and I, like many of you, have had a rough few years and somewhere along the way, just felt like I lost my spark. So it is time for something radical. I have pulled the kids out of school for five months. We've strapped on the backpacks and are heading away for an overseas adventure. (laughs) Who knows what's to come? Thank you for joining me as I take Conversations on the Road. So, (laughs) I'm hoping that recording this is not going to wake the children who have to be up very early because we're hitting Universal Studios tomorrow. I just wanted to check in with a little bit of an update and let you know, I guess, a few observations that I've made about Japan in my four days since being in this country. So take it all with a grain of salt. But I also just wanted to share a little bit about travel as like a conduit for creativity because it always has been for me and I just need to get away. I just need to get away from my normal life, mostly on my own and ideas are sparked and the creativity starts to come and I'm having downloads and I'm getting all excited about things. And I I was worried about whether that would actually happen if I was with my kids 24-7. <laughs> so I'm going to give you an update on that. But firstly, just some very random observations about Japan so far. When we first arrived, I was surprised because I had an image of Tokyo in my head and where we were staying sort of didn't match up with that view. And it's so interesting because I actually felt like I had no expectations, but I did. And it made me think about all the times in my life when I felt a bit mm, disappointed or something sort of didn't match up. And I had thought I was going in without expectations. Just really, we mostly do. Let's be honest. So I actively started to think, yeah, I need to just really go in with, to all new stuff. Even the places that I've been before and the people that I've seen before, I'm just dropping it all. I'm just here for whatever it is right here and now. I'm going to really be experimenting with that energy. Anyway, We arrived, we have really just done Tokyo and we moved to Osaka today or Osaka. I really, my, my pronunciation is terrible. The kids just cringe every time I say arigato (laughs) and I tell them, I'm just trying to use some very simple phrases because I think it's good manners. And they're like, no, mum, mum, they'll understand. Just say it normally. You're not saying it right. And I say, guys, this is a part of it. We don't, at home, we don't expect someone who lives overseas to use a perfect Australian accent when they're using our words. No, we don't. So I still think it's very, it's good manners to give it a go. So giving it a go much to their embarrassment but they're coming along on the ride too I'm like I expect you to use your manners here like you do at home 
so just try anyway it's hot here right now 33 doesn't sound all that hot 34 it's pushing it but here it just feels stiflingly hot and you know what's shocked me is not many people wear sunglasses strange observation to make but I said to the kids am I making this up can you find me people who are wearing sunglasses and they're like that person is no tourist that person tourist what's with that why are we not wearing sunglasses in Japan we certainly need them and actually in saying that I've lost my favorite pair and only pair of sunglasses that I bought I don't know how I'm going to do Universal Studios tomorrow out in the sun all day without sunglasses the other thing is 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 the fans that they use to cool themselves down look extremely handy and probably at some point tomorrow it won't even matter what they're charging for them I'll be buying some of that stuff and going on all the rides that say there's a chance you might get wet <laughs> I'm up for it but why then the long pants why are we wearing long pants but needing a fan to keep keep our faces cool? Explain this to me. I don't understand. I am observing the things and I'm curious to all of the things. I think if there was one word I would use to describe Japan so far, it would be gentle. Just gentle. It's easy, does it? Everyone's very organized, willing to wait in lines in rows like just just happy to do it or are they or are they hiding some rage underneath there I don't know but it feels very gentle manners are real order and quiet like it's quiet my son is has been learning all about the culture wanting definitely to do things the right way He's that kind of guy and was very upset when I was talking to my daughter on the train <laughs> because you're not meant to talk on trains or at least not talk loudly, also not, not walking and eating or drinking. And it's just so interesting when you observe the tourists who are walking around with their stuff and the Japanese just aren't. It's amazing. I'm loving learning about this culture and what makes them Japanese and always the things that we can learn. You know what? I'm not impressed by at all. Not impressed, like really getting me riled up actually is the amount of single use plastic. It's out of control. There is so much plastic. I had to buy carrots that were wrapped in glad wrap what why why are we doing this unnecessary Oof. and I just sort of think like why why is this happening or am I just noticing it more here and Australia is the same I'm not too sure I would also like to say that I've definitely observed there is a uniform that men in the city wear to work and that is black pants black shoes and a white short sleeve t-shirt they also 
will most likely be wearing a black backpack or black like over the shoulder satchel type arrangement this is the uniform i vary from it and you are very unique i went to different parts of the city and it was the same it was the same so i'm not too sure what's going on with that there is a lot of black and white going on just in general in in clothes not as many not many big bold patterns at all and in saying that it really has brought home to me just how multicultural Australia is because there's no sort of it doesn't feel I mean and I've got to say (laughs) four days one city but I expected Tokyo maybe to be a little bit more multicultural than it was or at least that I observed where I was and the places that I moved around I don't know if this is right or wrong but it it does give this beautiful sense of of culture here like strong culture tradition I find it beautiful almost sort of comforting and as I said these are all very casual just a few days in observations I'm it's actually sort of forging a deeper curiosity about this country because things do seem to be a certain way the places that we've stayed in once again two this is not (laughs) a hugely diverse um, sample size but that the order and the way in which things are organized and everything has its place I just love it so much. It's predictable. It's comfortable in its predictability almost. They are ninjas with design and space saving. And now that we're in a more traditional kind of neighborhood in Osaka, I can see why the houses are close together and they're small. They this and yep. Yeah, I'm just here for it. I have never renovated a home, I, but I have also never had a big home and, and I've also never bought a home. So I've always rented and have thought so many times that there's better ways that things could be organized, but not in an Ikea way. This is like really, really smart. And if you're following along on my stories on Instagram and Facebook, you'll, you'll see I, was, I shared a little bit about the first place that we stayed in that was absolutely tiny, yet had everything we needed. I must say I am loving this second place, though, because I'm sitting in a room that's totally separate to where my children are sleeping. That is refreshing and good. Okay, so they're my very casual, superficial observations of Japan so far. And I guess, you know, I've I'm I'm making lots of observations about the children and myself, for sure. It already feels very different to how I imagined it, and it's a better different, which is good. But the one thing that I was sort of unsure about was all of this time with the kids 
and whether I would just feel cramped and like I had no space. And mostly it's like space in my head that I really wanted. And I've, I've discovered a few things about this. I love that space because it sparks creativity and I am a creative person. I never realized that until sort of quite recently, actually. But I, I wanted to find that creative spark again. I, I recognize I've probably been a little bit attached to that happening <laughs> quicker than it needs to. <laughs> Nevertheless, it was a lovely surprise to know that amongst this trip, it's happening. I'm getting those sparks. And I think it's due to, well, probably a few things. But I have always considered travel as a catalyst for creativity because of the amount of space that I get on my own. I've always thought that I need that, that it's the, a day to myself where I, I'm not demanded anything of. That is the thing that kind of allows other thoughts to come in. I mean, it's consuming this holiday with the kids, just with logistics and what we're eating and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But it's all very immediate and it's packed up. But what it, what it allows for are these extraordinary, almost orgasmic spaces in between that just kind of are brimming with things to be thought or realized or uncovered. And I was wondering why that was. I was wondering if it was because I'm not using, I sort of thought, all I'll do is I'll snap photos throughout the day and then at night time when the kids are asleep, I'll just upload things to stories or to my social media or whatever. So I'm not on social media throughout the day. I experimented today with what it would be like to take people in real time along on a journey and I decided to do that on a traveling day because it was just that, you know, it wasn't going to be anything, anything extraordinary that I really wanted to be present to. I'm going to keep playing around with that because it was kind of fun to be in conversation with everyone as we went. But I think it's because being away, we all know this, just not having the extra day-to-day clutter of life in my head. It's just allowing space. I don't know quite how to express it. All I'm focused on at the moment is quite literally what are we doing today or what are we doing tomorrow, how to prepare for that. Sure, still got a few logistics to sort out. I have not fully sorted the island stretch of this trip, but uh, that's fine. That's all going to be fine. And there's still some work bits for me to do, but it's it's just the, oh, yep, we've got to get her over to there. I've got to carpool netball on Friday because I've got to run him over there. Yep, gosh, I've got to do my market shop because I've got this. What's coming up this week? What do I need to have food for? Who's coming over? Oh, we need to have a birthday present for them. Ooh. It's always a lot. <laughs> And it's just, it's just not only that, it's, it's all the things that make up 
life as a mum and I guess for me as a solo parent and business owner and all those things that just I've just kind of removed them and so it means that outside of the logistics and the chatting and the the stuff that just needs to be done each day it allows room for meandering thoughts creative bursts writing feeling free for sure it allows room for my good friend rumination and going over things and you know I don't punish myself for going over and over things until it's like Lisa we're done here this is not helpful at all and I really put a stop to things in my mind I had a a morning the other day where I woke up before the kids and I was just going over stuff I was getting myself into a real state and I thought I just need to get going with this day I just need to start doing stuff because that's going to distract me from this and of course then the day didn't really happen because my youngest wasn't well her sister still sort of getting back from not feeling super well either. And we stayed in the apartment the whole day, <laughs> which was, I guess, its own level of consuming. But I just feel like those thoughts, the, the processing that I can create space for is a beautiful thing sometimes can get lost amongst just keeping up with the day-to-day but what what was happening at home to be honest was just long stretches the days kind of mm, I've shut down a lot of things with work I've shut down a lot of my time working with people doing coaching doing live teaching I started to sort of bring that back with the change method this year which I loved, but which I won't be doing, but which I'll have news for you about how you can get access to that very soon. And so I kind of, I wasn't utilizing the time. I was very aware of this and I was frustrated with myself. And so I would do things to try and help myself do, you know, get some stuff done or I would meet someone for lunch so that I could really feel like I needed to have a productive morning, but it all felt like an effort. It all felt like just a lack of productivity, a lack of a buzz, a lack of purpose, most certainly a lack of creativity and drive. And being in action, being in activity, oh, I, I knew I thought I was ready for it. I was nervous though because everything's been so mellow for so long. But what I've realized is I don't need big stretches of time right now to myself. Sure, I'll take it if I get it. But this trip is already a catalyst for creativity. I can I can feel it in myself if you are someone who is a bit creative yourself you know or if you've used travel to you know reflect or plan or whatever it is that you like doing while you're away I just 
I'm really glad it can happen within the context of being with the kids. Look, in two months' time, I might be like, what was I even thinking back then? I was just on a bit of a high. (laughs) This is consuming. Who am I even kidding? But right now, I'm feeling the juices flowing. I'm just feeling feeling a little bit pumped about things. Things that I haven't felt pumped about for so long because life was just really lifing me. As my friend Lisa Carpenter would say, life has lifed me. And now I'm lifing life. Feels like I'm getting to, to pull the strings a little bit here and it's opening up all sorts of stuff. Oh, that was my tummy. You heard that? <laughs> so there's my observations on Japan. That's a little bit about how I am enjoying creativity amongst the consuming nature of this trip with my kids. It is there. It is just sitting waiting to burst through. And it is. Oh, God, what a relief. Who knows what this is going to lead to by the end. But I'm keeping notes. And I'm happy to share with you, but you know when you're sort of just in the, hmm, hmm, what could this mean kind of vibe? That's where I'm at right now. I'm going to allow it to take all the time it needs on the advice of a friend who on about day two, I was telling her, I'm not sure. Maybe I made a really big mistake. Maybe I'm just going to come and all this is going to be is just telling kids they can't have ice cream every half an hour. (laughs) She's like, babe, give it some time. Just be in it. Just be in it. Let it do its own magic. Stop forcing anything. And as soon as she said that, and I did, well, we just have to allow, don't we? Instead of gripping on too tight to outcomes. Um, learning all the things. And hey, thanks for being here on the ride. See you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations on the Road. Hey, if you are a brand and you are looking for grassroots marketing opportunities and to reach the most amazing community of loyal and engaged listeners here at Conversations with Lisa, then I would love to share details of our partnership opportunities with you. All you need to do is email partners at lisacorduff.com and we will get back to you with the very exciting opportunities. I would love to hear from you and help spread the word about your amazing brand. See you soon.